on TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. Hey there, folks. Despite all our concerns and worries about AI being used in space, thanks to films like 2001 A Space Odyssey, NASA is going ahead with plans to bring artificial intelligence into the hands of its astronauts in space. AI offers big advantages to both manned and unmanned missions. That's what we're told. The question is, will it be safe for humanity? I'm Aaron Young. Let's get started. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. It is so good to be with you. I'm Aaron Young. Since everyone else is using chat GPT these days, why are not astronauts in space, right? What could possibly go wrong? NASA aims to deploy the systems on its lunar gateway, a space station that will orbit the moon and provide support for NASA's Artemis mission, which is what's happening next to me here. It would use a natural language interface that allows astronauts to seek advice on experiments, conduct maneuvers as well, without having to dive into complex manuals as well. It could also so fix data transmission glitches and replace the role of an engineer. That all sounds really good, except if you've tried to get Siri to do anything lately. Do you remember Hell 9000 from 2001 A Space Odyssey? Do you mind if I ask you a personal question? No, not at all. Well, forgive me for being so inquisitive. But during the past few weeks, I've wondered whether you might be having some second thoughts about the mission. How do you mean? Well, it's rather difficult to define. Perhaps I'm just projecting my own concern about it. And Dave, I can't do that. It's science fiction, but a bit of fun. And given the giant questions that we have about AI here on Earth, from everyone from Stephen Hawking, of course, through to Elon Musk and Bill Gates, are we ready to send AI into space to talk about this? Let's bring in the CEO of AR Media, attorney Andrew Rosso. Great to have your company, of course. Um, we've been so excited by ChatGPT and what it can do, but there are some real concerns about this too. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, there really are, because I think we are so focused on what we can do off of this planet that we forget about all the things we still need to do here. And that includes getting AI right, getting our coding and interfaces correct. Do you think it's ready or do you think it's too soon for it to be used by NASA? We assume it'll go through so much testing and things as well. But, you know, the trouble with artificial intelligence is when it works out, it doesn't need us. <laughs> right. And it's hard because we still are so early in the research and development process of what really should be out in the public eye and how should it be deployed when it is. So I do think there is a premature element here because we're still seeing those nuances and challenges on an everyday basis with AI going wrong. So I, I, I do agree that there are some challenges. Yeah. And talk to us about what we know about how NASA will actually utilize it. I think the biggest focus for NASA is being able to more effectively communicate with its machines, with its devices, so that when it comes to space exploration and even putting humans back on the moon, that we can get those real-time communications. We understand what's happening with these machines and how can they talk back to us so as to minimize potential conflict. 
They're using it in different ways as well. I'm just reading uh, spacecraft and mission hardware designed by AI may resemble bones left by some alien species, but they weigh less as well. So they're not just using AI when it comes to assisting astronauts, much like Siri, et cetera, when they're in space, but trying to determine and design things from scratch too. Very much so. And I think that has been a huge kind of restriction for the space program is the ability to freely innovate and customize these innovations to its astronauts, right? We've seen the problem over the years with the spacesuits and especially for female astronauts and female astronauts and women where things aren't always coded properly or fit to the person wearing the suit or the person up in space. So I think this, this could be beneficial. And so they're basically using AI in the design phase, from what I understand, to, to, to kind of get between the dots. So the dots are the questions that we might have about things like spacesuit design or um, the design of the, the craft being used to get into space and being able to solve these things. And it's essentially saying human beings have some issues. It can take some time. It's not always accurate. Why can we put trust into AI? Should we be putting trust into AI when human lives are, I guess, at risk? It comes back down to how is it being deployed? How are we addressing the ongoing challenges of bias in the algorithms, right? Where is the data coming from? How are we training these machines to look at data sets, especially when they're very convoluted and complex? And I think that's where we really need to be spending our time. And with that tasteful deployment comes better and more practical applications, such as what we're seeing with NASA in its initial stages. And you got to wonder, right? So at the moment, we look at the permanent presence on the International Space Station. Then we've got this gateway station that's coming up with NASA. You have to ask, will they need to put human beings on there if they have artificial intelligence on there? For example, in Space Odyssey, do you need Dave? If you've got Hell 9000, what do you think? We need that human element. We, we have to have it. We need that emotion. We need that ability to see things and make those types of decisions that machines just can't or really shouldn't be in the position to be making by themselves. What sort of problems does NASA have in space that you think that AI would be able to, to help, that they think that AI would be able to help with? I think the ability to really communicate with its own innovations, its own machines that are being sent out into space, that are being sent out on these missions to get a better idea of real-time communications, observations on what these machines are seeing and how can this translate back to us here on, on our physical planet and how do we use that information? I think that's the biggest gap right now is not being able to effectively communicate with the things that we're putting out there. I'll take some dots and draw a line. On the one hand, you've got NASA using AI. On the other hand, you've got uh, SpaceX with Elon Musk. I'm really surprised that this isn't something that SpaceX might have done first because it sounds like from what NASA is doing, they're essentially drawing on the same computer algorithms that teach cars how to avoid crashing into things to try and teach their computers uh, on, on things, everything from um, satellites through to their missions that they do, in, uh, you know, intergalactic missions to try and avoid crashing into uh, things like asteroids. But the question is, is it ready? And if it is, why wouldn't Elon Musk must be jumping on this first. 
You know, again, it's a great question because you have to look at these data sets and how are these data sets being trained, right? Where is it sourcing information and these instances, these potential situations where if something goes wrong, here's how it responds. And I think to to what Mr. Musk is doing, I think everyone's trying to work on the same piece of the puzzle, but coming at it from different angles. And I think, you know, we're still in that race of who can do it first, who can do it better. By the way, is it being done in the most safe and most practical way to where there isn't any fallback? How do you, how does NASA come up with that? How do they essentially, because NASA have been fantastic at being the, the genesis of technology that they create, that they perfect, that then gets used by Boeing and in airplanes, et cetera. And I assume that many are hoping that NASA can perfect AI in a way that others can't. They have a, a sense of credibility about them, don't they? They definitely do. And I think we're all pushing for that, right? I, I, we're all pushing for them to figure out the best way to accomplish this. We all want to see the evolution of our space program being able to take us places that we haven't been before, or better yet, understanding the world around us just a little bit more. So I think, yeah, it, it's we're rooting for them. I was watching... Uh Star Trek The Next Generation, don't judge me, uh, the other day, and Data, you know, Data, uh, the main character, um, I was trying to work out if he's artificial intelligence or if he's machine learning or a mixture of the both. And, and, and that has been something that science fiction has played for some time, right? Very much so. And going to, to that observation, how have we historically defined artificial intelligence? How are we defining it now? How are we using machine learning to create a concept that we can make sense of. And I think there is a hybrid between the two. I think, I think data is a combination of the two. Yeah, it's just yeah. what do we attribute to that? All right. We are speaking with Andrew Rosso. When we come back, we're going to be looking into the mirror, a really black mirror. Stay with us.